Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Wrestlers with Experience. This is Dietrich Davis. And this is Mark Morell. And we are bringing you, uh, this is a re- as our regular general show where we talk about everything in the business of professional wrestling. And ladies and gentlemen, just to let you know, we are going to catch you up and bring you up to speed with everything because there's been a lot that's been going on in the world of professional wrestling. So strap in and let's get busy and let's uh, ride out on this. Come on, D. All right, so... Um, as you said, I sent you some show notes. We right. got about 11 points to get to. We always put audibles in between. Uh, don't worry about our conversation going all over the place like bird shit. We always clean it up and bring it back. Um, Indeed. So, and I don't mean that as an insult to us. We just, we talk wrestling. So, the first thing I want to talk about, uh, I want to go jump around a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about All In. All right. Um, not going to spend too much time on it. We know how it went. We did a giant preview show, which was, which was received pretty well. Um, what are your thoughts on online? I feel that it made me want a weekly or bi-weekly product from them. And we talked off camera that maybe mm-hmm. they should work out a deal with the fight network. Right. And do Friday night shows with who they have available and actually really build the brand on a higher scale. It made me want more. Okay. Well, me personally, you know, I thought the show was good from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. It didn't disappoint. I think everybody put in uh, a real strong effort. Couple of on selfish wrestlers. Did you hear Jim Ross went off talking about anybody going over time, a lot of time, and this, that, and the other? And one guy said we went one minute over. We don't know the story. We do. We do know. It took away from the main event, and nothing should take away from, from the, the main, main event. event. Absolutely. But, you know, I mean. And you wouldn't have done that to Vince, so no. don't do that to Cody. Time and Cues is, these are guys who just put on a big-ass show for the very first time. You know, these are wrestlers booking a, a show. I got you. But Timing they, but and they all that are stuff. experienced, they're and experienced they should wrestlers, know better. Right. They but are wrestlers with experience. Wrestlers with experience, but yes. But they're not producers. They're not mat- They're not matchmakers. They put their own stuff together. But I mean, you're giving these niggas, you're shooting them bail, and as the judge in this situation, well, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm denying bail. Well, look, because <laughs> you're shooting some heavy bail. You sitting there going, nigga. Your Honor, fifty thousand dollars. This nigga ain't do that much crime. I'm sitting here like the judge, well, like you shooting a lot of bail. Well, listen, let me let you finish shooting bail so I can sentence <laughs> sentence these niggas. Yes, well, are you, you shooting to... a lot of bail for Le- these? Niggas. Okay, listen, like two matches went over. Right over the over the fucking time limit. Two matches, mm-hmm. right? Okada versus Marty, which was a good match, but that was a New Japan match that should have been in New Japan Pro Wrestling. They needed to limit the time on that shit. Right. So that's that. I think the other the other thing that um went over. I went over was the uh, Hangman Page Joey Janela match. That went over. Mm-hmm. That um there was a lot of time wasted in that, and of course you know the whole Joey Ryan thing. That that was what it was. Oh, I thought the it was, penis to shit. Yeah, that it was, was, okay. that was it some was good shit. Was. Was, that was some good shit. But you know, that's the part I could have dealt without. But it was it was entertaining. You know, but but we understand was, it was that, a re, it was a resurrection. That was a thing that. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was basically. So I did. It, you know, it, it did what it did, but it's it served its purpose, but it did take too long. Right. So, a lot um, of fucking tables. Huh. A lot of fucking tables. A lot of tables. I will say this. Um. Love the show. Um, not a big fan of everyone that was on the card. Love did love the show. Okay. I love the way the show worked. This that and the other. All praise be on the Cody. You called it as far as like Flip Gordon getting into the battle right, royal because that you know I, I thought that I thought the Ring of Honor title would make it there, but I did also say in that episode that if it doesn't, Flip Gordon will be the one getting the opportunity. Mm-hmm. If Cody doesn't into that in the beginning, right? I thought Cody would be in the main event. I still feel the NWA championship should have went on last. It, yeah, but you know what? They wanted to give some folks a pretty decent, good good feeling. I think they replicated that WrestleMania 1 formula because it does work for a beginning. Right. I, I think there was a lot of... But fuck what I'm thinking on that. Long story short. Um, the finish was dope. The uh, classic British Bulldog Bret Hart finish from SummerSlam 92. Yeah. And I'm not even going to call that a cra- classic British Bulldog finish. That's just a great finish in wrestling when yeah. it's done right. And British Bulldog got it from famous NWA matches in the past. Mm-hmm. It's been done to Flair a thousand times. Yep. Flair has done it a thousand times. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's a, 
it's a it's a good finish for the right to, and I think that was the right finish, not hitting a finisher that he got him basically because he slipped the fuck up. Right. And with them playing the idea of size and I'm bigger than you, I'm yeah. tougher than you, what it, it makes it look like Cody was just simply more intelligent and he capitalized and and that his brain and his skill set was greater than anything else. And he was the biggest size. baby face of the night in that match, so that worked out yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to celebrate it. You know, to, this is the first time that in the NW, with the NWA title, though it is two separate scenarios that mm-hmm. father and son has held that title. Right. I commend it. I think it's dope. He joins the rankings of a lot of men that do it. Now it's to see what they do with that NWA world championship from this point right. forward. Exactly. Um, But going back, to you shooting these niggas some bail. If I'm producing a wrestling show and I tell you 12 minutes, don't come back to me 22 minutes later. That's disrespectful. And if I'm cutting you a check and I'm booking a show, do not violate the main event because the main event guarantees us the next match. Mm-hmm. And they should have went off gracefully instead of with a one-minute rush. They should have had 10 minutes left over yeah. and an overrun so they can catch that replay. Exactly. And I get it that wrestlers get in the zone and this, that, and the other, but if that was Vince, you yeah, knew they would have chewed the fuck out. You'd have been, the referee would have been watching the pencil at the commentator's desk, mm-hmm. the color commentator's desk. They would have been in the referee's ear headset. Ten things would have been done. Yeah. So I'm not saying you have to do things Vince style, but please respect the order of the business. Right. And and please always respect the main event. Don't be selfish. And let's let's just be great that Cody and the, that the Bucks knew how to pull an audible and readjust a match. Right. Because those are the guys who had to watch the time limit. Exactly. But exactly. um, other than that, uh, the weekend was phenomenal. They sold eleven thousand tickets. Word. I think when I did the math between of everything. I, and people may say that I'm off. It looks like they made about eighteen million dollars. Okay. Um. They. I know they had technical issues with the fight network. Right. Um. There was a couple of times that the feed went in and out. Right. Did you do a regular pay per view order? Or yeah, I ordered. You? I ordered it on pay per view. That's and, no one had a problem there. Right. That was fine. I saw right. it on that, and then I saw the um the replay on uh, uh New Japan Pro Wrestling World this morning. So right. um, this now they finally put it up. Yeah, the entire card is up there. Yeah, see, that was the thing. I knew they wasn't going to put up immediately. I said, I said to myself, as soon as it gets off a of pay-per-view in the Fight Network, mm-hmm. they're going to run it on New Japan like the, like we promote, promote it. But like I was saying in that episode, I knew they wasn't going to run it the next day. Exactly. I knew it would have took two weeks to get there. But um, not two weeks. I knew it would have been an allotted amount of time, not what amount. But, yeah, you know, they got to make their money. Exactly. You know? But anyhow, um, great event. There's not really much to say about it that they pulled a successful event and they are in the first stepping stones of making history. Yeah. And this kind of spilled over into Impact selling out in New York City. Okay. Let me look up what so, Bound of Glory. Uh, Bound for Glory. That's their um. That's their WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So that's always a big deal. Bound for Glory is, um, like I said, is their WrestleMania. They've been running. This was their first pay per view. It's at the, the Melrose Ballroom, October 14th, Melrose? 20th. Okay, 18th. good. All right. They sold the motherfucker out in record time. This is the first time I've ever heard of Bound for Glory ever sell, uh, selling out. And as I said to you on the phone earlier today, my personal opinion WWE didn't know what to do with Austin Aries. Because this motherfucker's walking around with seven world titles Word. and representing every company with prestige and style. The last time anybody walked around with multiple championship belts Ultimo Dragon was like, Ultimo Dragon. Dan Severin. Dan Severin. Fucking Gray Sasuke. Liger. The, you know, they did that shit. But he's doing it. It seems like it's more on a greater scale. And Kurt Angle. Yeah, because we're talking about World heavyweight championships or heavyweight titles, and he's and he's not missing dates. He's not missing nothing. He's appearing at every fucking thing. And and Austin is a is a good worker and a good talker, a good performer inside that ring. He's growing on me, man. I, I'm, well, I've always been a fan of his, but when you see him, you don't see a small dude. You, no, you see, see a dude who's putting that fucking work in. Exactly. And if he stood toe to toe with Brock Lesnar, you'd be like, oh, Brock gonna get this work. Exactly. And stuff like that. Um, Austin Aries, and people would disagree, but you're not questioning Austin Aries' size at any fucking moment Austin with the way do, he's performing. Austin can do so much shit. You know, and I mean, really they, just, they just dropped the ball. But I, uh, right now, there's only three matches booked. Latin okay. American Exchange, LAX versus the OGs. Okay. Austin Aries versus Johnny Impact. 
and Ohio versus everything versus Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix and Brian Cage. And Brian Cage is a nigga who's growing in the business. He oh, started yeah, yeah, from yeah. Lucha Underground and he's working his way forward. Absolutely. But um, what do you think about this whole Bound for Glory selling out in that, New York City? That's a that's a one. That's a good thing. And is that it, do you think that's an effect of the last show, or is it a fact that they just been growing that fucking show? For the last two years with Don Callis and at the helm, I think I think it's a mix of everything, mm-hmm. and then notwithstanding, also, this is also another. This is a homecoming. I don't know if you're aware of it. This is a homecoming for like three three of those guys in the uh, the in the tag team championship match. You know, as far as like um, uh, LAX and Homicide. That's a good friend of ours. You know what I mean? These these guys are going to be defending the tag team championships in New York, and this is a Big match for Homicide. I mean, Homicide has some big matches in New York, but, you know, and, and this it's not Rodden Dick time, but you know what I mean? But it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a big deal. Yeah, and let me tell you something. They took two years to build this angle, mm-hmm. the whole LAX thing. They was doing the whole gangster shit and this, that, and the other. Right. And those promos were some of the best fucking promos yeah, yeah. with them, with the suitcases of money. You know they selling yayo, but at the same time, <laughs> they this, that, and the other. Doing that shit, boy. Um, Conan... I don't think the WWE. I think Conan has. I think Conan has that mind for wrestling that people sleep on. Yeah. But Conan is that dude. I respect Conan. I would love to learn from Conan. Mm-hmm. He he just has that wealth of knowledge that you know he you know. Look, he's the look. He legitimized Kevin Nash when he wanted to thug out with the red and black. Right. Let's just say that. But what that was Kevin Nash and Conan shit. Let's mm-hmm. let's not get it twisted. Exactly. The red and black NWO was really Conan's NWO. Fuck what everybody heard. I could dig and that. And that doesn't get acknowledged. But um, I'm loving the way they're going with this. They build shows totally different. And as the clip that I showed you, Impact, and I've been watching Impact Lounge. They Impact, Impact has become become one of the better fucking shows on TV. And the and the guy from the Impact Lounge uh. Was breaking down the the match between um Austin Aries and um the uh was it Ali Ali Ba? Oh Fale. Ali Fale, okay. Well, I don't know if it's for, they used the first name Ali. Well, whatever the case may be, the um this guy mm-hmm. from the lounge he broke it down real good that you don't see certain things like this in they the keep WWE. You guessing, like for real talk, you can't predict what's gonna happen in TNA and no. not TNA M- Impact Wrestling. Right. I mean, it's like. In the world of professional wrestling, everyone wants wrestling serious and shit like that, mm-hmm. and which is good. You know, and one of the things a lot of people say is that comedy, funny is not money, right? But There's room for everything in wrestling. There is. There, there truly is. And I think that various shows outside of the bubble mm-hmm. has shown people that you can take funny and you can take serious and mesh it together it's and not, put on a great fala story. It's ba. Oh. That's the big sumo looking nigga. Okay. Fala Ba. Fala, I'm sorry. Fala Ba. Fala, yeah. Say it again. Fala Ba. No, yeah. It's, I, I remember when they pronounced it. Fala. Like they said, like, fala, fala, like, I don't know. It's crazy. But it's Fala Ba. He's a. Uh, I don't like him, but he tells a. Uh, there's two guys on that company. I can't stand it. I, honest to God, truth, he's one of them. Okay. But you know what? They gave him a chance. Cause like, and, he's, and he makes it work. Yeah. Here's the deal, right? Like I was saying. Um, like you said, your boy him and Congo Kong, I can't stand. The dude from the lounge said that although this guy is a comic wrestler, usually when they give a comic wrestler a, an opportunity for a title, they show their ass. You know what I mean? In 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 the bubble, it's mm-hmm. like four to five minutes, no more than six, mm-hmm. but averaging about five in a match, and the guy is squashed by the champion, and he goes on about his way, and that mm-hmm. guy's at the back of the line, and you'll never see him get a ta- a title shot again, perhaps maybe a tag team title. But in this particular case, this guy, Fala Ba, was allowed to tell a story with Austin Aries in this match. But, you you know, when you got Don Callis, who's using every one of his talents to the best, and I'm not saying it's his company, but he's he's actually using every fucking talent to the best, you get that opportunity. And I think because Impact doesn't have the pressure of WWE, they get more freedom to experience, right. to have those experiences. Mm-hmm. Prime example, when, uh, uh, what's his name? What's the, what was the Italian guy with the mouse? With the, with the, with the snake? Santino? Santino Morella. Remember at one point, 
when they put him in a serious match, we thought this motherfucker was going to win the world title for a second. Mm-hmm. It was almost believable. You get what I'm saying? So right. I'm not going to knock. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to knock when those funny talents step up because sometimes those dudes step up and they can steal the fucking show. It's, it's like those it's like those actresses like when you watch uh, Married with Children, the girl who plays the dumb blonde, come to find out she was the most intelligent person on the show. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you take those most those those most intelligent people or the most skilled people know how to make something look fucking horrible. Right. Where the most the person who makes it looks the best is not the best fucking wrestler. So I think that was dope, and I don't want I don't want to spend too much time on them. Okay, but I want to applaud Impact for stepping up. I want to applaud them on selling out Bound for Glory, and I wish I would have known I'd have bought tickets, you know, just to see Austin Aries perform. Yeah, man, and you know, just to be a supporter of good this wrestling, wrestling outside of WWE now making its way, and that should make Vince feel a way that two companies has now sold out in New York City. Mm-hmm. Well, technically four with the three combined with the other guys and these dudes because what happens when Bound for Glory sells out the garden? There's always a good chance of There's that. always a great possibility. Or perhaps maybe even use the Barclays Center. Or the Barclays Center. Who said, Who knows? But maybe people know not to fuck with the Barclays Center because Vince already got his new agreement, his new uh, handshake locked in. Right. But um, it's pretty. this is pretty much old news, but I wanted to break it up. Did you hear? Did you watch the video I sent you with J- Jack Swagger saying that he can take on Brock Lesnar? I, I, um, I did peep that, man. How did you feel about that? Well, he is a legit wrestler. I, I thought it. Was, I thought it was um a very interesting read. And to be frank with you, I would like to see Jack Swagger these two get into some legit amateur type shit inside of a ring or whatever. Just some real shoot, some real shoot shit. Mm-hmm. I would like to see that. And I think that if there's anyone, um maybe outside of Kurt Angle that can put the brakes on a Brock Lesnar on that app on that amateur well, NCAA style. It would be him. Well would be Kurt him. is too broke and fused to right? do that. But Swagger's just right. Yeah. Swagger um, Swagger's young, man. Swagger's young and And I, I don't think he's and I don't think I don't think that his potential Swagger? he's gotta be at least 31, 32, right? Uh, yeah, I don't think I don't I don't think his potential has been tested thoroughly in the E. But if they were to do it on some real shoot shit, I would probably rock with um, Jack Swagger, Swagger on that one. Yeah, he's a dude I wish that was still in the company. That maybe they didn't they played him, and they let some little weed shit. You know, what I'm saying though, let's be for real. Weed is about to be legal. Is legal in great parts of the United States. Stop the mm-hmm. bullshit. So now you figure like this, right? Here's a guy who is a two-time world champion, United States champion. Oh, he's 36 years old. Excuse me. You know what I mean? Uh, He's done well for himself in the E. But I think that the E just uh, ain't really do too much to give him a good amount of shine. I mean, hold on. They did put the world motherfucking title on him. It doesn't get more shine than that. I'm saying, saying? yeah, he he held the world title twice. He held the United States title twice. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying, like, long-term good stories and and angles and high-quality matches – they didn't really do too much with him. Yeah, I won't say the lisp held him back because Ric Flair has a lisp. Right. A limited, not as much. I think it's something that everyone has mentally adapted to, but that is what that is. But um, I would love to see it. Though I think Brock become, I think Brock would wear him out. I think he would get the best of Brock when it comes to winning a round or two if yeah. it was five rounds in a UFC cage mm-hmm. and shit like that. Um, So they. it seems like in the NXT side of things, Matt Riddle's first feud is Cassius Ono. Let's talk about that. I need Cassius Ono to go lose some weight. Cassius, he's th- one of the best wrestlers in in the. He's I consider him and Kenny Omega as equals. He's never had the greatest body in the world, right? I know he's making his body work, but Cassius Ono, I think if he lost fifty pounds, he would be in that WWE main roster. And I don't know why he hasn't moved up to the main roster yet. He's he's been he's been ready since day fucking one. From the first time that he was signed to to developmental. He was ready, but it's just that they just didn't like him because of his physique. His right. phys- and he his wasn't changing his physique, yeah. obviously. His physique is not main roster desirable. But then again, you got dudes who are buying tickets who have his physical build, so why not put him on the main roster? If you got Kevin Owens sitting up there, then why can't he be up there? And Kevin Owens is wrestling in a t-shirt and tight and shorts. But then... Kevin Ono, is still, uh, Cassius Ono is still putting fucking wrestling gear on. 
Yeah, but he also wrestles with basketball jerseys too. But the shit works. That's what I'm saying. I'm not. I, I can't argue with that. But if you can let Kevin Owens go out there looking like that, then that's just you know. Yeah, that like I said, that's 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 the politics e. as usual. That's, that's the e. That's what they think. That's what they feel. That's what they're doing. Right. But um, it is what it is on yeah. that. I just feel, um, I think, and this is my personal opinion, Matt Riddle should be sent to the main roster. Don't lo- don't waste him in NXT. Send him to the main roster Quick. and let him learn on the road. Yeah. I think he's that dude. He understands the business. He understands the psychology. And I think he should be moved to the main roster. And that's the – you know what I would do? I would, I would shock the audience on his first match, let him win the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah, that would make sense. And let him ride with that Intercontinental look or wait till you get to California to debut him. One or two matches in NXT, and then bring him back and bring him immediately into the main roster, or let him be that intercontinental win at WrestleMania. If you're not going to do something with Bobby Roode, in my personal opinion, okay. Um, but I think Matt Riddle is definitely that dude, or even send him to SmackDown, give him the United States Championship. Yeah, let I can him see, be the I American can, Surfer. I can see Matt doing that. I can see him uh, taking on uh, Nakamura for that U.S. Belt. Yeah, sell socks to the kids with bare, with toes on it so they can walk on some barefoot shit or some <laughs> stupid shit. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but um, that's just something I want to talk about. The other thing I want to talk about is the talk of Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix first alleged be coming to WWE okay. and then all of a sudden not coming to the WWE. They are the top tag team in wrestling let's right talk, now. Let's talk about them dudes. Go ahead. And, go. Okay, so now... All of this stemming from after All In, right? That these rumors with them possibly going to the WWE uh, was going to be the thing. Mm-hmm. But um, as in the uh, in the news that we saw, you know, they're running a crazy angle right now at MLW. Right. Where they're the tag team champions. And those MLW belts, as we talked about, those are one of the best looking tag team yes, belts in yes, wrestling. Yes. And that picture of them two holding the belts up perfect like that. Word. These it's like it's like Pentagon Jr. can go from being the most violent wrestler to, to the, the most, most detailed and styled wrestler in the business. He's versatile, man. Like I could compare him to Omega. Yes. And I could compare him to, let's say, I would probably have to say. Nah, that's that's too easy. I'm gonna say Kurt. I'm gonna mm. say I'm gonna say Kurt Angle and Brett, you know, and Harley Race. Right. As far as like that, um, with that American style, mm. they they can work with everybody. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. And I, I mean, first of all, Pentagon showed me that shit when he look. Did I've been the thing following Pentagon before, even before. I mean, I and I think I mentioned to him one time to you, but Pentagon Junior has been one of my favorite wrestlers for the last six years, and I'm not a fan of much Luchador stuff, mm-hmm. but. When I found out about that dude and I saw him wrestle once, he became one of my top 10 favorite wrestlers of all time. Right. And I've, I have not yet to have a top 10 favorite Mexican wrestler, and that has been it. Eddie Guerrero may be in my top 50, but this motherfucker right here well, is he, in my top he's 10. Been a, he's been a, a star in um, Lucha Underground. Yeah. He's a former Impact World That's champion. how the United States finds out about him yeah. with, the, with the Lucha Underground. He's, he's a former Impact champion. You know what I mean? He beat Austin Aries for the title and lost the belt back to Austin Aries. Right. But they let him run with it for a good month, yeah. television-wise. Mm-hmm. Right. But either way, the guy is an excellent performer. You know, like I said, I, I go back to All In, and that was actually one of the first times I sat up and I saw Pentagon do the damn thing, uh, you know, with Omega in that match. Mm-hmm. You know, it shows, like I said, the language of professional wrestling is universal. Regardless of whatever language barrier there is, right. Once the once the bell rings the, and the moves start to happen, the language does become, you like you said, it's a universal math that everyone can add and mm-hmm. a universal language that everyone can read. Right. Do you now? I think that was a smart move with them not going to WWE. Yeah. Now their manager <laughs> has been doing some shit too to mm. help boost that storyline on and everything and to boost this uh this whole feud right. or actually this whole angle mm-hmm. you know on with uh with Pentagon of Phoenix mm-hmm. uh oh they're gonna go to English classes yeah, they're, all gonna that le- shit. they're gonna learn English they're gonna go to pro- mm-hmm. they're gonna they're gonna take English at night right. they're gonna do this and then they're gonna learn an arsenal of safe moves <laughs> <laughs> to go to WWE and shit like that. They come in with some safe stuff. So like that that shit is dope. That reminds me of 
the the CM Punk thing. Right. You know, from ROH. So my thing is this. We know they go to the WWE, they get buried. Of course. But Pentagon has the potential to take that Rey Mysterio spot. Yes. Because he's not injury prone mm-hmm. like Rey is. No disrespect to Rey, but Rey has been injury prone his whole life. Yeah. His whole career. But Pentagon Jr. can be that dude. And I think he can really set the new tone of the Mexican wrestler and push that shit to the limit. I believe so, too. And I think if he gets there, Phoenix gets buried, but Pentagon, Pentagon moves up. Because I don't, or you keep them as a legit tag team and build them. But Pentagon Jr. is greater as a singles wrestler. Or you have them, okay, or maybe what you do is you put, you put Phoenix in 205, let him flourish there, let Pentagon flourish up in the main roster. Either on Raw and SmackDown, mm-hmm. I think they, I think both of the motherfuckers are killing on either on either brand. I have a brand, yeah. I, I I think it'll work. But Pentagon Junior is is no matter where he goes, world champion is written on him. Absolutely. Um, not to talk about that. the fight. Not what, what uh, not what 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 tag champions they are they are they, they are, are the MLW tag team champions. Not to talk about it. Uh, we see that Loki is over there. He's their world heavyweight champion. Right. Um, have no thoughts on Loki being their world champion. He's always a reliable champion to go with. Mm-hmm. But the female, the manager, whatever her name is, she belongs in the WWE. She's a good talker. She She's a great a talker. She got an extreme personality. Mm-hmm. And to segue into our next, uh, the next thing on the docket, as I like to say, the fact that WWE is bringing in a lot of managers now and they get, they're going back into that manager-heavy situation. This is... An well, well, hold on, hold on. That they're going into that manager situation, that's the female to bring over to manage men. Um, when you get a chance, I can't remember her name, but look her up. She she runs around with them. Okay. That female, that's the only female I can see managing a guy, and she's actually a threat to the opponent that they go up against. Okay. Versus uh the other dude. What's the other chick? Almost is um manager yes. uh Zelina. Versus her. But um, you was about to say? I was going to say, like, you know, with the influx of bringing back managers, I think that's the, the, the element from the golden age of professional wrestling that's been missing for quite some time. I've always believed that managers had a, have and have always had a substantial role in um, professional wrestling, mm-hmm. and you needed to bring them back. I mean... Well, you didn't need them, but because at one point... The business was all managers, yeah. and then you wasn't giving wrestlers. When the manager left, that wrestler couldn't stand on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think, like, I think they should have at least three to four managers, but not 10 to 15 managers. Right. So, like, you know, you needed a Captain Lou Albano to help get the Bulldogs over. Mm-hmm. You needed a Bobby Heenan to get a, um, a Steve Lombardi over and a King Kong Bundy over. You needed a Jimmy Hart to uh, be a good uh, heel manager for... The um the Rougeos and the Hearts mm-hmm. and Honky and stuff like that that resonated. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Um, Piper did damn good for Schultz and Orndorff and and uh, Orton back in the day. You know, you you need more of that. Yeah, and I, think I that and, I, and they, that's what I agree with as well. Now in the Indies, you know, you got um, the managers are through the roof. The man, there's a the lot of managers. You can go to any Fed, you'll find uh, an indie manager there. Um, doing their thing, right? But um, back in the E, you, so you really need that. I want to talk about that. How do you feel about? And I don't like it. I don't like the fact that they're taking away a wrestling talent and turning him into a manager. Um, what's that kid? Um, Leo Rush. Number one, I do not like Leo Rush. Great talent. He was very disrespectful verbally to um, Emelina. Yeah, when uh, she lost her match to Oscar, I would have fired him on the spot. A lot of people were calling for that. He got chewed out by everybody in the business because everybody told him asshole. Because at any time you could be buried, and we seen how petite he really was when he stood next to Bobby Lashley. And so I think they know that your career on the main roster, it might be best for you to be a manager, and that might give you some longevity. Yeah, I don't like. The, I don't think he's a great talker. I don't like his promo cutting. And I just don't like him. But then here's here's another factor towards this: is he a heel manager or is he ba- is he a, is or is he a babyface manager? I think at the point, I think he's. I think here we go again, and they're Since letting no you decide. Faces, 
You know what I mean? But then there's no it, more good guys and bad guys. In so what does this no do more. for Bobby Lashley? Bobby Nothing, Lashley because Bobby Lashley comes off as heel. Yeah. But he's like a heel manager with a face rest, uh, talent. Right. To me, that's that that sucks. And I think I think they just buried Bobby Lashley even more with Leo Rush. I think so. You know, Leo deserves to be strictly on 205 Five Live, Live yes. and going Whether, after the Cruiserweight title. And I think the same thing with Drew. Um, not I'm just about to say Drew. Um, God damn it! What is what is uh, what is my man's name? Uh, Rockstar Spud. What is his name? Wait, yeah, Rockstar. Maverick. Yeah, whatever it is Maverick. They're, he's the wrong person to put with those two dudes. Nah, you need somebody. He should not be with the Office of Pain. There was nothing wrong with Paul being a, the leader of those two dudes. And for whatever reason, I guess maybe he didn't want to travel. They never told the story of why he no, was. No, actually, the story is, is that Vince felt that Paul Ellerin was too old to be on TV. All right, so I don't want to see Vince walk down to the ring no more. Um, Let's go. <laughs> How old was Paul Ellering? At least sixty-seven. Paul Ellering is Paul Ellering is is in, is in his uh late uh like maybe his early fifties. Yeah, but Paul Heyman is how old? Fifty-six. Yeah. Let me look up how old Paul Heyman is, because that doesn't. Fuck! How old was Paul Bearer before he passed away? I don't know. It has to be in his fifties or sixties. Mm-hmm. So let's look this up. Paul Heyman is fifty-three years old. Okay. Uh, Paul Ellering. How you spell that name? E double L E R I N G. Got you. He's sixty five. Okay, whatever. How uh, Paul Bearer before he died? He was like in his late forties. No, nah, he was older. Late forties, early fifties. Hold on for a second. No, because he's but he's been in wrestling since the since the seventies. Mid seventies, right? Yeah. So let's see. Let me see something. What was his real name? I think it was William Percy Pringle. There you go. So uh, sorry for the dead silence, people. Hold on, William Percy Pringle. What a fucking name he got. And his son sounded just like him. Mm-hmm. Fucking Pringle. That sounds like a rapist last name. It sounds <laughs> like he's a murderer. Sound like a can of chips. <laughs> yeah, Paul Bear is 58. Okay, so, all right. He uh, uh, died at age 58, excuse me. Okay, so now you, you have that. So you mean to tell me that Paul Ellering could not... Walk with the authors of pain. He had no problem. Wasn't he cutting their promos? Because those yes, dudes can't cutting, cut no he was promos. Cutting their promos. Um, I think they should have kept Paul Ellering there, because Rockstar Spud. So he's going to be the manager of Two Hundred Five Live, mm-hmm. and then and then be the manager there for the authors of pain. Yeah, that's the biggest mismatch in wrestling right now. You need. I, I mean, I get it. You want to put them with someone that's a wrestler. You you know, like, look, if you wanted to build Roman. Why 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 didn't you just put them with the hounds? Why you just add them to the to the to, to the shield to the shield and have some they big have, boys? They have the fucking look. They're tactical. I, I mean, I'm not saying that's the right move to make. I'm just you know, but it is what it is. Yeah. We we know how it goes. I'm not gonna leave too much on that I topic. Mean, I'll I'll say like this. With this era, you'll never see a Bobby Heenan, a Jimmy Hart, uh. Jim Cornette, a J.J. Dillon, or what was my man's name that managed um, fucking Bam Bam Bigelow? I totally forgot his goddamn name. Um, but you'll never see guys like that as managers in this era because no one does it like them. You'll never see another Freddie Blassie again. No, we'll see him. And, and let me tell you why. Because Paul Heyman has proved he has surpassed the Freddie Blassie. You got to remember. When they when Brock you gotta remember the Brock Lesnar pinning the Undertaker almost went completely fucking south. Yeah. And if Brock did not have a manager, that shit would have failed on sight. Mm-hmm. So okay. whatever it was, when that next night on Raw, when Brock cut that promo, Brock became immortal. Mm-hmm. Came became immortal. And that's Freddie Blassie couldn't have cut that promo. No disrespect. All of those managers that you just mentioned, 
couldn't cut that promo, that Paul Heyman cut. And not many people can save one of the biggest talents in wrestling after they beat the biggest talent in wrestling on the grandest stage in the history in the history of wrestling. Think about that. Well, I'll say this, right? Just to just to kind of like touch that there. I'm gonna compare it, right? When superstar Billy Graham beat Bruno San Martino for the the championship, mm-hmm. Graham can talk. Graham could talk a motherfucking into the building. But the one key thing that made Graham fucking stand out was his manager, the Grand Wizard. You know? Right, which I don't think no black person should be celebrating that title. Well, you know. If they understand what the. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, but at that time, but here, here's a guy who was Jewish and homosexual who was like perhaps one of the greatest wrestling minds of all time. But still, he couldn't have saved Brock the next night. No, but and that's the thing. So I think the problem with wrestling uh, purists or wrestling fans is we hang on to these old managers, and these old managers were great for the time, but are they great today for this brand of wrestling? And they're not. No, but you gotta find somebody whose desire and passion of being a wrestling manager to try to get oh, on that level and to I, do it. Now, Paul I, Heyman, you know, Paul Heyman's done that. And you know who else can probably pull it off, whether people realize it or not? And I agree with Jim Ross when he says this. When The Miz becomes someone's manager in the future, The Miz is going to be equal as Paul Heyman. There's a black dude on the indie scene right now. He's probably the only one who can go toe-to-toe with Paul Heyman. This, I forget his name. This motherfucker is a phenomenal fucking manager. The WWE should go to hire that dude. Um, Rockstar Spud is not. Mm -hmm. Rockstar Spud is a wrestler. Yeah, and he is. put his fucking name back and let him go. You ran, you got him with these two Indian dudes, or even better, you want to if you want to build Jinder Mahal as a heel, put those two dudes with Jinder. Yep, and get rid of those two little small fucking the, um the Singh brothers. Get rid of the Singh brothers and put Jinder with those dudes, or put the Singh brothers and those dudes together and let Jinder walk around with a big five man faction, and have some real fucking monsters. Yeah. That'll you get work. what I'm saying? Have some real fucking monsters, and probably get the um the 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 writer. I forgot who the hell the guy was, but he was the one that was walking around with Kali. Have him be their voice. Yeah, whatever, whatever it works. If if you gave Jinder the monster team, I think on some real shit, that might be one of the best things we get to see. Yeah. And I think Jinder Jinder has the it factor. It's where you place him, and I think Jinder needed more of a. And I want to say this correctly. I think gender needed the right environment mm-hmm. to be the right heel. We know he's world championship material. He just needs that right grand environment to get that Word. and to be able to handle that type of Damn, situation. Damn, I got fantasy booking inside my brain right about now. Why? With, uh, with gender, um, the authors of Pain, and, and the, the Singh, Singh brothers. brothers. Send them motherfuckers over there to overseas and just have them do some real crazy shit. Um, See, they wouldn't work overseas because they're WWE built. Yeah. So I think the overseas market would eat them alive. Well, if they did something over there in India to help build that up over there, maybe. Yeah, if you did that, if you're gonna do the greatest uh, another Indian promotion and put those four, those five on a team and let them bury some Americans. Yeah. You let them let them bury Roman Reigns in this stadium. Or maybe this is the time to put Roman and Jinder up against each other and build a faction and let it be Roman and his, uh, let it be Jinder and his team versus the versus shield. the shield. Right. You know what I'm saying? And let the shield find two dudes to run around with them like they did with DX. Mm-hmm. That's just my thing. You got remember the inclusion of DX was also building up the the new age outlaws. Right. Into DX was the building of them niggas into a greater team. And right. remember, it was like Shawn Michaels and them coaxing them how to be more foulish and stuff like that. But let me move on to the next thing on the docket. Yeah. Um, the Rock daughter becoming a WWE superstar, and it says, I mean, allegedly, well, it's not allegedly, it's facts that she's been at the WWE Performance Center, which will probably, if she does go into the WWE, will make her the first fourth generation superstar. Right. I think. Yeah. That. Yeah. I've Do heard you think story. she got the chops for it? I mean, we won't know until we know, but what do you think about her going in there, and do you think she's getting an opportunity because that's his kid? Uh, I just need to see the match. I well, she's training. I need to, I need yeah. to, I need to see her work before you, I pass judgment. Do you judgment. think she got to look for it? I mean... I don't know. 
I last, don't know what to think the about la- that. The last time I seen The Rock's daughter on any publication, she was little. Yeah, so I don't know how to think about that as The Rock's baby girl going in there to wrestle, you know? But she, but she wouldn't be the first fourth-generation wrestler because but, but, Eddie Guerrero's daughter was... Was she in the WWE? Yeah, she was in NXT. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So she would be the second fourth-generation wrestler to be in the... Would Eddie Guerrero's daughter be considered fourth-generation? Yeah, she would be. Cause you got Eddie's, Eddie is second. Eddie is second. That makes his daughter third generation. You got his, you got his father. Yeah, third. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah I, I, I'm sitting I there because I, I had was. To think about the, yeah, you're yeah, right. You're right. That would make her the third generation. So, so that's something you could build in his own. Mm-hmm. The first, the first fourth generation. And so, who do you put her up? Who do you? I put wouldn't her even with? think like that. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, what I'm she, I'm just well, asking, she's getting started. So. Yeah. Do, do do you think that makes certain females feel a certain way that she gets that extra rough? Oh, they're gonna. A lot of people are gonna give her that same shit that they gave the Rock when he when he came in there. They gave him that shit too because he was the first third generation. Right. You know what I mean? Now the only other third generation worker that didn't get that was Randy Orton because he was with the right people at the right place at the right time. But also, Randy Orton, if you changed his name and never said he was an Orton, he would have still made it. Yeah. Randy Orton had that talent. He would have still fucking made it mm-hmm. with or without his dad. You got to remember, a lot of second generation and third generation stars are not lucky. No, they're not. Look how the IRS boys are suffering as second generation stars. Yeah. Look how... Um, no, they're, they're third generation. Yeah, so still, I'm just it was still I'm saying as third generation and second generation mm-hmm. stars, Randy and The Rock are really the two most successful. Yeah. When you sit back and you look at it. Um... That's a test of time, but it's just it's just unique that she's getting an opportunity. I don't mm-hmm. even think she's eighteen years old yet. No, she's like what six seventeen, right? I believe 17, 18, so. Let me look up The Rock first, and then when they mention his daughter, I mean his wife is a bodybuilder. Okay, his new wife, right? No, the ex-wife, Danny Garcia, is oh, a bodybuilder. The one that manages his um Seven Bucks uh, Entertainment Company. Right. There's more to that story that I'm not getting into that I'm extremely privy to. Because um, that goes into my other life okay. of work. Um, the Rock's daughter. Well, they say training to become a WWE superstar, but they're not saying how old she is. So whatever that is, that is. But who knows? We'll see what happens. Yeah, give it time. Let's see what happens if she's making progress down in that performance center, which I'm sure she will be, mm-hmm. because she's around like the best trainers in the, that the WWE facility has to offer. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um. Let's see how old she J- is. Just don't give her the eyebrow. Yeah, she's 17 years old. So, okay. She's the youngest person there. So... That's a guarantee. Well, that's not saying she's at the performance center. They're saying she's training. Okay. So I think the guarantee is already on the wall because Vince loves to stay in business with The Rock. Mm-hmm. And if you can get him for one more WrestleMania match, mm-hmm. then you can do so. But um, I just want to throw that in there. Ric Flair is also getting married. Uh, well, gotten married. I know you have brought up information how they're saying it's a promise agreement. Yeah. A they're commitment saying, ceremony. Yeah, they're saying across the board that it's definitely a marriage. Maybe people just are not researching the paperwork right. Mm-hmm. We don't know. We just know the man did something with some female from a old from back in the day, right. and his daughter did not look happy. Well, you I saw mean, her face. I mean, she's been through this four times, well, right? Well, I would think so, man, because it's like, come on, <laughs> another like, one, Dad. Like, Flair must love giving out money, <laughs> and then taking loans out from Vince. But and, wait. How about the fact that my man came out to um, Ric Flair drip? Yeah, you know, which is his—he's his, a victim which, of his own which life. Is, well, but then again, it's the—it's his official hood theme song because that know, is not his. You know what the Ric Flair drip is? Tell me what the Ric Flair drip is because I know it's a damn song by one of these mumble rappers, and they talk about how they—they they dripping with all that all that floss that Flair was known for flossing with back right, in the we're day. We're gonna talk about that off camera because that's exactly what the Ric Flair drip is not. Well, you know. Anyway, they should not be proud of that. But niggas is niggas. Um, well, listen, they see they see an I think image. That song is so trash. They, listen, people see an image. They 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 look at the image, but they don't see the work behind the image. I mean, people know it. It's just that I don't think people outside of the mumble rap scene don't realize what the song is about. But anyway, 
<laughs> Yo, uh, we'll talk about the health care. I'm not promoting the Ric Flair drip, even though we said right. it four or five times. But Ric Flair um, got married, as the title says. Yeah. And we don't know if it's official or not, but we know he married a chick who probably the last woman to tolerate him. Right. Which, and for those of you. he ain't pulling no hoes no yeah, more. So the, for, for those who don't know or may be familiar with, that's um, Fifi the Maid. From WCW back she, in the early nineties, she holds no value in the business. Of uh, professional, of course not. But she was she was how the good looking chick. How does she marry a nigga who said women don't belong in professional wrestling? Which means basically he said your job didn't belong in professional wrestling. Well, listen, he told, I'm just saying. He told he told um heavy set women that he wasn't taking them home no matter what he says. I think he only fucked fat chicks in the beginning, and he's lying about it. Well, who knows? Ric Flair was a man looking for attention and love, and it showed in his documentary, and he and and it's killing him. Well, but yeah, um, it is what it is, man. 30 who knows? Check that and out. anyway, she's not gonna get no money. She knows she married a nigga who might leave nothing behind. Pretty much. Anyway, uh, the last thing on the docket is Ugh. how do you think this Roman Reigns title thing is going? Because in my opinion, they should have just kept the world title on Brock. And I'm really feeling like that. I don't feel like we have a universal champion. We, I just feel as you know, though. How he won the belt was great. I think they pulled a, a move on everyone. They did do that. I'm not saying his reign is bad. I'm just saying it could have stood on Brock and we would have been okay with it. <sighs> and I'm not saying, I don't want you to respond to this based off of trying to prove a point or like honest to God truth. Because it seems like you're okay with this reign. And that you really don't have a problem this time around. Because it seems like this should have been his first title reign originally. It seems like this is the right title reign, though I don't feel... Well, you know, and, and it's not that I, um, I'm prejudiced against Roman Reigns. Wrestling ability, look. He got... And, let me, and let's, just, let's, and, uh, let's not front. He can wrestle uh, and he does have a look. Allow me, bro. Allow me. Allow no, me. I'm just saying, I have to say that. I went back and watched 10 matches back-to-back -back recently, and I wrote that. I got my book of notes. I'm going to show you. Your eyes didn't hurt? No, the man can wrestle. And he knows his spots, and he knows his timing. It took five years, but he knows it. And the man does have a look. <sighs> well, you asked me how I feel. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I'm, I'm going to tell everybody here how I feel about this. And truthfully, I like to stand by my feelings because I don't want to feel like I'm contradicting myself. It's all right. That's what the human brain does. We we are allowed to change our minds. And then, uh, and a lot of us also like to stand adamant on on our stances. <sighs> it's whatever. He's champion. Now, now he's champion. It's time for him to prove himself. So, now. well, we Simple. we know he can hold the world title. That's not an issue. My question to you now is, if they would have never put no world title on him. Let's say he still had those WrestleMania matches but never won the big one, and they would have saved the win for this being his first title reign. Do you think it would be more appreciated to a lot of people? Nope. Why you say that? Because he sucks. How do, Now I'm going to ask you, explain why he sucks. First of all, like I've stated before, I don't like it. I don't like it. No, but I'm, you know, if you had to sit in a courtroom and they say explain why Roman Reigns sucks, is it his wrestling? Is it his move ability? Is it his movement? Is it his finish? That's what you have. Because now you're just okay. saying he sucks, for, but we have starters, no definition. For starters, it's the finish. Right. It's definitely the finish. He's using a uh, uh, he, he's uh, using uh, a punch uh, and he's using a spear. Right. For finish. If he's going to be explosive, he needs an explosive move to put away dudes. Mm -hmm. Okay? So they gave him a, a, a they gave him a cartoon ass finish. Or he chose a cartoon finish. Cuz usually dudes choose they finish. Okay. He has a cartoon finish so that he can lay out everybody. Okay, great. Cartoon finish. Mhm. Mm a lot of our favorite wrestlers have Hokey finishes. Fifty percent of the roster. You know what I mean? Oh, and I want to say something. That Superman punch is a punch that has put down a lot of niggas in the UFC. 
That is a very dominant move in the UFC, mm-hmm. and it has dropped motherfuckers. Yes, it has. And it's cr- when it happens, you're like, holy shit! They Yo, put they got that, that done. Out. He knocked him out. So he does have a dominant. I'm not gonna disagree. I'm not gonna disagree with you saying it's a cartoon finish because that's your opinion. But I must say, for the for the record, that is a very dominant and unique move in the UFC. Okay. So he, I think he needs to have a dominant and a unique finish in WWE. So you don't feel the Superman punch is dominant? Nah. Though men have been KO'd with their toes curling forward in the most dangerous combat business in the world. I personally believe that he needs another finish. All right. So what else is wrong? I also believe that he needs to change his look. We've t- me and you both have talked about that. You know, I, I that's one thing. I, that's one of the many things that we've discussed and I agree with you upon. That motherfucker need to get out that tactical bullshit. No fucking army fatigue boots, camouflage, and that stupid ass vest. But a wrestler must wrestle for what he's comfortable in. Like you, like we talked off camera. You said you've never been comfortable with being shirtless. Right. What if they forced you to go shirtless and it made you not comfortable? Just because he has a great body, that doesn't mean he's comfortable with showing it. I'm gonna look like a preliminary wrestler from the WWE from back in the day. Like one, like I'm gonna look like a squash guy. Right. To be so, honest with you, with, with if I was wrestling, if I wrestle shirtless, I'm gonna look like a squash guy. To be honest with you. So let me ask you a question. What if he? So there's a, a great bodybuilder I know named Kai Green. Uh huh. You know he doesn't like showing his body. He doesn't like his shirt being off. Really. He loves a hoodie and a pair of sweatpants. He loves being covered. So imagine telling that guy, "We need you to wrestle in this," but he's more comfortable. With everything on. So what if Roman is that guy who's just more comfortable with his body being covered? Everyone's body conscious ability yeah. is completely different. That's that's true. But you know what? I think that every so often, every wrestler changes their appearance, to change their look, um, to stay relevant. I just personally think that the guy needs to change his look. So he what looks, else do you... He looks hokey as fuck, bro. What else you don't like about Roman? Because this is more personal than it is fact. Personally, I believe that there are other wrestlers that deserve that spot. Now, this is where I agree with you at, but who right now, right now, if you look at the whole roster online, the only other person who could be world champion, Bobby is now out the picture. Yeah, Bobby Lashley's out of the picture because he's been fucking uh, shitted on. He's 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 been made made it to a joke. Uh, I'm gonna run down a couple of names. Let's, to you. let's do it. I'm gonna go down the roster. I'm so Seth Rollins not world title picture right now. Not now, and that's only because his man's is holding the belt. So, well, I think even then, Finn Balor, it's it's the writing's on the wall. Finn needs to be Intercontinental Champion. He's not gonna be Universal Champion no time soon. Unless if they swap brands and they put him on the SmackDown roster, he'll probably have a good chance of becoming the WWE World Champion. Now, what about Almos, which Vince McMahon is very high on recently? Okay, and I think he just loves that whole Latin American I, 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 look. I, I want to see that shit, and if, and, and to be honest with you, anybody they put against Roman Reigns, I'm cheerleading their ass. So here's my problem with Almos. Uh, Almos, when they give him that mic. And he's on that no speaking, no English shit when he can't use that girl anymore. Well, then his career goes he's downhill. Fucked. He's fucked. He's fucked. Apollo Crews, he might as well go back to the indie scenes or go to Japan. It's really written on the wall for him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and he, has a good, he has a good ability of his own, but I don't see him winning the title from uh, Roman. Uh, You said Big Show. No, I said I said Big Show. Big Show get, can get one title run for one night and then have him drop it on Raw. I'd be happy the next with that. Night. Uh, Big E, he's going back into that buriedness again. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, Buddy Murphy, I'm joking. Brock Lesnar, <laughs> we already know he can get that title. Brock anytime. can come in there and take whatever the hell he want when he want to. Uh, so. It's so funny how just Chris Jericho is still on the main roster. Yeah. As I told people, yeah, that yeah. man contract is yeah. different. He's still on the main fucking roster. Yeah. Not under alumni. I would love I would And they've lo- removed people. You, uh, Big Cass ain't up there, but Jericho is still on the main roster. Hey, listen. Which proves what I told people and the infancy of this show, what his situation was, whether he, it was he has that unique contract because he, he got it like that. Um Daniel Bryan versus Roman, I wouldn't mind seeing. I would love to see that match, but 
we know what's going to happen. Dean Ambrose is in a unique situation. I don't what, think what, there's no what, future for him. What I want to see with the new age Michael Hayes is him putting the fucking sticks to Dude, Roman. There's no one on this fucking roster. Of course not. Except for what about The Rock? Him and The Rock at WrestleMania? Well, that's how I would book uh, again, it. Again, that's that's the only way to do it. That is the only way to do it, but we know what's going to happen in that one. The Rock will take the pin to his own nephew. Exactly. He's he's going to he's going to put his cousin over. The Rock does business. So, but it's going to be a good match, but they're going to do business. Plain and simple. Now, what I, In reality, truth, there's no one on both rosters. And truth be told, to be frank with you, if you had to put Roman in a tag on some special shit and just for one one run, I would like to see him and The Rock as the tag team champions. Only because it's The Rock. The Rock but, ain't giving up that many days. Of course not. You know what I would like to see? Give us Triple H and Roman again and let Triple H take the title and, and say whoever's good enough can take it off of me. How about just putting a belt on Triple H saying, you know what, since there's no one to do the job, let me make sure. Since no one's here you know to what? do business, I'll do business for the business. And let Triple H run with the title and have him wrestle every two months. I would uh, I would, I would, would like to see that. And I keep would, him as champion I'd, for the I'd, next I'd, year. I'd be happy with Triple H's world champion. Oh, God. Let him win it for the next year. Listen. And t- let him be on his Brock shit and show up every two months. And to be honest with you, listen, I got friends that love Triple H. You know what I mean? But... You know he might be the right man to win the title. If, if yeah, we're looking and, at the and roster, I'm, and I'm not, and I'm not a big Triple H fan either. But you know what? Fuck it. Triple H's last reign meant more than than a lot of people reigns in general. I'd rather, I would rather see Shane win. The- Shane <laughs> shouldn't even have had the European European title. I know, but I would rather see Shane do it or fucking give give me Mark Henry. Fuck, bro. <laughs> nah, his his heyday has passed, uh, and if he keeps tearing his dick. He can't get back his grind. He can't get back in the ring. But Triple H might on the low be that motherfucking dude. Or, or, wait, I just thought about this one. How about Cesaro? No. They, Cesaro's time was two years ago when he was doing big swings and before his teeth got kicked in and before you put him with the Irish mistake. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the Irish mistake. I will put him in LOE, LOD 3000. Oh, oh damn. <laughs> um, Seamus. But Triple H... Him winning the title and say, I'm tired of this Roman shit. I'm tired of this Vince shit. I'm holding on to this title until someone truly steps up. And at every pay-per-view, have Triple H sit at a throne with his suit on and the title, watching the main events. Watching... Savannah the Dominion, right? Yeah, watching the yeah. main event picture grow and this, that, and the other, and then have Triple H finally stand up and point his finger at the person who should challenge him next. No promos. Just a point of a finger. You know what? I'm talking about building TV here. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know. Triple H might be the person to put the universal title back oh, on. Oh, fuck. Give it to Jerry Lawler. <laughs> he needs a world championship. You know when I think not. Jerry Lawler should have had the world championship? Several years ago. Only when he went up against the Miz. When Miz first got the title, if they yeah. would have dropped it to Lawler and then let Lawler drop it to Miz then a week later, yeah. that would have been dope. That was his last opportunity. Other than that, He's, too, he's another heart attack too short of making reality happen. Oh, yeah. um, and the last thing I want to add, and it seems like WWE is signing indie wrestler Walter. He's uh, a British wrestler, I believe. I'm not too sure much about his background, but he seems to be a big fucking deal. And he is the uh, progress wrestling champion. Well, you know, WWE has a good um, relationship with progress wrestling. Right. So uh, they're... Um that's a good move, and if they were to bring him in, that'd be good. Right, and then um, I get, I guess Ronda Rousey has a Hold finishing on. move. I, I forgot, oh. I forgot about this one person, and I'm surprised you ain't bring his ass up either. Who's that? Pete Dunn, bro. Not yet. Yeah, I nope. Pete, Pete Dunn should be running up against AJ Styles for the WWE well, that's, championship. That, that, that'll be eventual, but I would but just... Roman, he's going to get buried because Vince is not going to see that little no-knee-pad motherfucker taking his universal championship. But against AJ, oh, yeah, I don't think... That's feud material. Exactly. But I it seems so. like they're saying Ronda Rousey has debuted a new move. Um, she drastically needed a new finisher. Okay, besides the armbar, I know that the, during the tag match that her and Natty had against um, Alexa Bliss and... Um, 
I think it was either Mickey, yeah, Mickey James. It's a powerbomb move, and the shit is pretty dope. Oh, okay. I mean, I remember the tribute move to the um to the heart attack mm-hmm. that they did for um and on Raw, but I didn't know uh, she has a powerbomb move. No is disrespect. It a, is it a sit out or? It a, looks like a Dietrich Davis powerbomb. I'm getting real tight right now, but I ain't been doing shit in years. Who gives a fuck? It looked like. How, it, how did your powerbomb go? Exactly the way she did it. Was it a sit out? No, it was a layout. I laid out on my stomach completely because oh, okay, I always okay, made a okay. mistake and never put the person's crying in my face pause. Oh, right. Because I always lift it to my left. I would always, I mean, to my right, I always lifted the person when I would do the razor's edge. Lift and then them at up one like point, a backbreaker and then fall out with it. Yeah, and then me and Marty said, just lay it out, and then we laid it out. But, oh, you know, okay. people hold on to moves. I've seen Homicide do shit that I've seen 20 years ago, and you're like, oh, I think I know where he got that from. But anyway, she uh, her new finishing move, it does look dope. I love it. I'm not saying it because I'm me. I just I got footage of all my moves. I, I swear to God I did that. I wish I had footage of all my matches. Hey, all you had to do was tell your ex-wife I need that. But you know how that went. <laughs> anyway, so look, we thank you guys for listening to The General Show. If you have any questions or topics that we should talk about, Email us at teamddod at gmail.com. I'll make sure to put all of our social medias inside the description of the Word. show from now on so you can have direct links, whether you're listening to Google Play, Stitcher, or through your iTunes app. Mm-hmm. We will also be available on Google's podcast. And we will also be, av- I forgot the other one, but we're going to make sure that we're on a few more platforms and I'm getting everything set up for Spotify as well for people to listen to us Indeed. on. Um, Make sure you listen to our other show, uh, The Important Nobodies, with myself, Dietrich Davis, Daisha Hicks, and Justin Maloney, where we talk about everything in society and culture today. And Wrestlers of Experience will make sure that you get three to four episodes from us a week. Bear with us. We take out a lot of the amount of time to pump this out, editing, and we're going to make sure that we're getting everything set for live feed so you can watch the show live. We will be doing it live through Facebook and live through YouTube, probably simultaneously. But for the next few weeks, we're definitely going to do it live through Facebook, through our personal pages to see how people respond to it amongst amongst friends and families and then grow it. Indeed. We thank you for the early gro- being here with us through our infancy and the early, gro- early growth. And we hope to bring you greater episodes in the future.